Well, good morning. morning. How's everybody doing? Whew. Wow. Was worship awesome? It was good, wasn't it? I am, uh, wow. Um, We are on a threshold today. And we talk about this a lot. Bringing the kingdom. And what does that look like? And we all pray for opportunities. God, have bring the kingdom. Let your kingdom come. And in the kingdom... And with working with Jesus, Jesus is our friend, but he's our partner, correct? Just like you have a partner in marriage. And as even Jeff and Susan will tell you that marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. And Jesus always does his 100%. So today... You have the choice to cross the threshold into the kingdom. Which is interesting when you talk about marriage. What's the old thing where the bridegroom picks up the bride and crosses the threshold? Today it's about us doing our 100%. So what does that look like? Well, I'm... I'm going to read a scripture first. I'm going to read out of John chapter 8. Because in this scripture and through this scripture, we see Jesus do the kingdom. Amen. I'm going to pray first. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time of being at a threshold, a time to show kingdom, a time to just do what you've called us to do. Lord, even through worship, you was already priming the pump of of where to go, that you are our first and you are our last, you are our future, you are our past. Lord, that you redeem that all things you can do to make good for you. So Holy Spirit, as we speak, as we talk, as we move forward, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to have your way. Touch and anoint our tongues, our ears, our hearts. And Jesus, have your way. Amen. Jesus, uh, John chapter 8. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he went back to the temple, and a crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and he taught them. And as speakers and the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman they caught in the act of adultery, they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law wants punishment. The law says to stone her. What do you say, Jesus? They were trying to trap him into saying something that could be used against him, but Jesus stooped down and he wrote in the dust with his finger. 
They kept demanding an answer. Sounds like the body of Christ sometimes. Persistent. We demand an answer. Condemnation runs thick, and we want punishment. So Jesus, again, I said, they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, stone her, but let those who have never sinned, let them throw the first stone. And then he stooped down again and he wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to her, Where are your accusers? Don't even one of them condemn you? Again, he uses that word, condemn. <laughs> no, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. So go and sin no more. Now there's a lot of debate on what Jesus wrote when he knelt down in the sand. I wonder if when he knelt down and he wrote in the sand, he wrote the words, you're right, or guilty as charged. See, Kingdom does not condemn sin. It's the Holy Spirit who brings conviction, who brings change. Conviction is different. Conviction draws you into the Father, which allows discipline. And condemnation is what we feel and it brings punishment. There's a big difference now. Right now, in the room, there's a lot of things going on. You feel a weightiness. Even before I got up, you could feel it. And as we talked in young adult group last night, have you ever held a wedding dress? A full, beautiful wedding dress? It's heavy. There's a weightiness to it because it represents something. What you also feel is conviction, but you also feel the tension and, and the spiritual battle that is happening right now in this room between conviction and condemnation. So you have a choice to choose. How will you work with this will you pray and be on the side of conviction or will you give in to the condemnation now with all that being said i'm going to ask austin alexis to come up now i love these two and we talk a lot about discipleship and even as Alex has shared, discipleship is more than just me sitting down or you sitting down and sharing the word with somebody. It's when you share life and they become like your own children. 
to where I would give my life for these two just as much as I would McKinley or Isaac or Adeline. So at this point, you already know that they're going to have a baby. But I'm going to let them share from their heart. And then after that, I'll close up and I'll give it to Pastor Eric. All right. Well, um, good morning. I hope everyone had a blessed week, um, weekend. I'm not going to, I could stand up here and talk forever. You can ask Alexis. I uh, tend to get long-winded and keep going. But um, I wanted to mention something about our mission statement. Um, in our mission statement, it talks about living holy. Obviously, we're not perfect. Um, everybody makes mistakes. Um, but to me, part of living holy is humbling yourself, admitting to those mistakes, and repenting, which is something that we've done. Um, like Mike said, we are having a baby this August. Um, of course, we're not, we're not married yet. We are engaged, so we have sin. We've learned, we've learned a lot through this. Um, one of the main things that we've learned is uh, your sin and just your, your everyday um, actions, they affect more than just you. Um, they affect your friends. They affect your family. They could potentially affect your church that has become more than just your church, but has also became a part of your family. Um, we absolutely love every one of you. I've never been around a group of people that are so loved. Um, Mike gave me an analogy one day, and it's like this. Um, if you have a big, big tub of paint, the lid's not on it all the way, and you drop it, paint splatters on everybody that's around it. Um, obviously, those that are closest to the paint get the most splatter on them. Um, those in this situation, those being our, our friends, our close friends, our uh, family, and our church. So um, we want to apologize, um, but more so than that, we just want to ask for your guys' forgiveness. Like I said, we're not, we're not perfect. We don't claim to be, but we're called to bring um, heaven here, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to walk in humility. It's, it's not easy um, disappointing people, but we love you guys, and we just ask for your forgiveness. Okay, well, he pretty much covered that part. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for not only being, you know, our church family, but whenever we came, because we went to Hagerstown, and we built a great foundation with Anton, and then we prayed with Anton, and we were like, I really feel like we need to go back to New Covenant, and we did not have any idea that when we came here that that would be the beginning of our whole entire life change. And so um, thank you for not only being our church family, but our first taste of support as a couple. Um, you know, the years have consisted of 
lots of trials and but there's been growth through each one and I don't think um, that would have been possible without the prayers of a church family because we were still connected and we st- it wasn't like we were like alone during that like we had people pulling for us which was amazing um, and so like I also wanted to give a huge um, shout out I guess to our leadership team like our pastors because we we obviously went to Mike and Ashley first because they're our young adult leaders and then we had to tell Tom which was hard because he's my uncle and um, you know he's seen this curse go over and over and over in our family but you know everybody's always so scared to go talk to Tom and I was and (laughs) um but you know we got there and we spent like four hours talking and he pretty much laid out how because we told him how we wanted this to look how we wanted this to go and he was just like you know what okay we're gonna do this and it was always we with each pastor we talked to not like you guys are doing this it's we're doing this and this is what we are choosing to do and so we went to Tom and Michelle's we told Michelle first (laughs) and that wasn't that was okay and then we (laughs) and then I was like are you telling Tom or are we telling Tom she's like I think you should and I'm like oh okay and so um so we told Tom and he was he gave us you know the idea about like walking in humility and then I was able to work through like because my family has an immense amount of control issues and so uh, my thing was well what if what if so and so says this how do I react to that and so I was talking to Michelle and then meeting with Tom I would talk to Michelle an hour a day for like however many weeks before we finally told my whole family and I like was able to get rid of that control of I can't control how these people react I just know that I'm asking for forgiveness and then that's where it's at and so we told Tom and then the next person we told was Eric and I was nervous to tell Eric but then we got there and it was just like well this is what it is congratulations and we're super proud that you guys are bringing the kingdom to this and again it was a we thing not just you guys and there was no you could there was definitely like we felt like you know conviction but it was never like a shame thing and that's really why we wanted to present this to all of you because we don't want the enemy to have any room to bring shame to this and so confessing our sin because I mean it's pretty much out there now we're having a baby so um but the baby isn't the negative part of this situation it's obviously our sin so we wanted it to be out there so the enemy does not have any grounds to build a stronghold on and We're going to pray for him here in just a minute. I've got just a couple more things to try to help us hit. You know, it's to a degree, it's even hard for me to stand up here. 
because we all sin and we all fall short. But if we all work together, we can use when each one falls. Cover weakness to strengthen the weakness. Here's what 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read a verse 25 and 26. It says, This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other equally. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, we should all be glad. And Alexis even talked about the baby. The baby is not to be shamed. You know, if we believe what the Word says, I know you before you were born, I knit you together in your mother's womb, the timing is wrong, but the baby is still right. All right, we've learned enough to say, Let's not cast shame. Now, some of you have had shame cast upon you for maybe the same scenarios. And it will be a little more challenging for you than some of us for you not to react in the shame that was cast upon you. You have a choice. Will you cross the threshold of the kingdom to still show honor and allow guilt and conviction to do its work because they are setting things in place to address the sin, the sexual sin that is rampant in our culture, but it is growing within the very walls of our church. And how do we partner with Jesus to change a culture so we live holy when not all of us none of us are living perfectly holy we all have strengths but the kingdom we can work together to live in holiness to to wear a white bride's dress so kingdom says we don't gossip we don't go out to eat today and say, oh my goodness, what about, what about? The kingdom says if, if you have an issue directly with this, go to them. You can call them. You can talk to them after church. Meet with them. Maybe what you went through can help them. And I've asked the Lord... And we'll, then we'll pray. Because they shared last night with the young adults. And it went very well, I think. Because we've all had sin. And I want to encourage you to think about what is the sin that God is dealing with you. Because the difference between them and you right now is, for lack of a better word, they just got caught. You can't hide the baby. Amen. But but you can hide your girlfriend if you're married. Or you can hide your pornography issue or your drug issue or your alcohol issue or whatever it may be. You know? So we bring the kingdom, we help each other out, we bring encouragement. We learn 
that true repentance and forgiveness, which they're repenting, we forgive, it brings a reset. Because even when David sinned, he got a reset. The gifts are irrevocable. They're called to do something, but now the timing has changed. So kingdom says we still know there's a call on your life. We still help you fulfill that, but we help you realize timing is now different. Amen? And let me make sure I hit all my points here, I think. And it's a choose. It's a choice. Our mission statement says we love deeply and we serve sacrificially. And we learn to live holy. And so before we pray, I want to add one thing. Because as I've asked the Lord, because the issue, there, there's a heart issue somewhere where we're disconnected. We've given information. We've shared from the Word and personal testimony. But there is something that has been, if I may be brave enough to say, deposited in the soil here through some of us leaders, including myself, of, of sexual relationship before marriage. So in asking the Lord, you say, God, where did the problem start? Where did it come from? How do we change it? So I have to repent because as a leader in this church before I was married I was having sex we just didn't get pregnant what's the difference I wasn't in leadership but I was leading people I was doing things, and there are those before me who did the same thing. We have to pray and ask God for a strategy to uproot. Because as one of them said last night, how special to be someone's first on the night of your wedding. And our culture does not celebrate that. And our church does not celebrate that very well. So we're going to pray for you guys. But I, I want to ask, and I know this is bold. If you waited till your wedding night will you stand that deserves applause that that's the answer those are the people you need to run to to help me because you did it. Help me do the same thing. Amen.
Eric, you and Tom want to come up as we pray? If you would, extend your hand. I can't remember if he said this or not, but I know that in talking to both of them after service, if you have anything to say, you want to talk to them, you have questions, they will help answer or at least do their best. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your kingdom. And that, Lord, your word says, even in John 3.16, you came to save. And John 17 says that you did not come to condemn. So, Lord, we, we pray that you would continue to do a work within Austin and Alexis. Lord, in the months to come, that Holy Spirit, you would do something within them and continue to break things off and impart new as they prepare for marriage, as they prepare for being husband and wife, and as they prepare for being mother and father. Holy Spirit, do your work. Jesus, continue to show them that you have called them. I even ask for some protection around them, that they would be uh, to the evil darts of the enemy, that they would be shunned away, and that they would go away. But Lord, that you would also help them understand even in their own mind that as we all have learned, there are consequences to our actions. And Lord, that certain things come with these actions and that there are consequences and there is discipline. And we speak against shame that you cannot have a hold of our son and daughter and of the little baby. No shame to get in. We declare a blessing over the baby and over Austin and over Alexis. And we love them and we forgive them. Corporately, we say, you're forgiven and we love you. And we call you blessed and called. And we ask you to help them with understanding timing. And may your word go deep within them in these next few months. And may when their marriage happens, Lord, that you would help them with a plan. And that even, that even their wedding night, we just pray a blessing over the wedding night. That it can be restored and reset. And still be what you've called it to be in the name of Jesus. And amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Well, I want to say this publicly. We're wanting to demonstrate the kingdom of God and what repentance and godly sorrow does and how it restores us into right relationship with God and the body of Christ. So I pray that you've seen a demonstration of the kingdom of heaven today of how we're to walk in love and forgiveness and mercy. When, when they came to talk with me in our, my house, there were all kinds of things that were going on in my mind. I'm not going to preach the message that I was going to preach. You'll have to come back next Sunday for that. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and uh, the manifestations of the Spirit of God, and which you saw many manifestations this morning of, of the Spirit of God. But I asked them, what do you want to do with that? And I remember Alexis quickly saying, after we kind of got everything on the table, what was going on, 
She goes, I, I really want I really want to say something to the church. I want to apologize to the church. And I just want to say to Austin and Alexis, that's a gift that not very many people give me as a pastor, to humble themselves and to confess. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another that you might be healed. There is healing coming to you. There is a breaking of, of, of generational curses and bondage coming to you and your family as you draw a line in the sand and say, thus far and no more. And we're not to live in condemnation and guilt. And I just say, I love you. I thank you for your heart of repentance and yielding it to leadership. And I, we want you to know, as corporate body, we love you and we forgive you. And I pray that you will go up to them. It's tough stewarding it from here on out for them. They want to celebrate, but they know as people find out, people are going, ooh, uh, how do I respond? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Well, as repentance comes, we can be in full restoration. A reset has taken place where we can celebrate with them, and we can enjoy the life that is inside of her that's going to be a child that is called by the name of the Lord. Amen? So thank you for being a body of love and not condemnation. Thank you for being a body that, co- that brings forth the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So if you would please stand with me. Um, we're just going to pray and end the service. I know you didn't hear me preach today. If you're a guest with us today, we're glad you're here today. Um, you basically heard the word of God preached in many different forms today. Um, next week what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about a controversial subject. And I'm going to talk about the manifestations of the Spirit of God out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and how in our culture, in churches, in our city, in our region, where where this issue of the gifts of the Spirit is very controversial, tongues, healing, miraculous signs, healing, prophecy, all those things, we're going to talk about those next week and get a real biblical standpoint of where we stand as a church and what we're declaring uh, in this region and in this city. Amen. So I pray you'll come back for that. Uh, I feel like the Lord is really going to give us some clarity. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your presence here today. And we, as a body of believers, say, Jesus, you are Lord. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, God, for all of our guests with us today. Father, I pray that they felt your presence today. I pray, God, they have felt you draw their heart closer to you that they've experienced you in this house and that you would bless them and their family, that you would draw them, Lord, to hear if you have them here. If it's not here, God, that you would get them planted into a believing church that can walk with them in their walk with God. Today we love you, we acknowledge you as Lord, and we just ask your blessing and your sealing of this service today in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We love you. Bless you.